0: Welcome to Something About Grace. My name is Leland Smith. This message is part two of my last message called Once We're Saved, What Happens Next? If you don't have that one, please let me know and I'll be happy to send it to you. Father in heaven, grant us spiritual ears to hear the things that are yet mysteries to us. In Jesus' name, amen. I made a statement in the previous message, knowing I would have to come back to it in further detail, and the statement was this, Jesus kept all the laws for us, meaning the Ten Commandments, so why are we trying to do something that's been accomplished for us and impossible for us to do anyway? I want to clarify something here so that there's no misunderstanding. When Jesus fulfilled the Ten Commandments for us and then shed his blood on the cross, His main objective was to repair the damage done by sin and that damage caused a separation between man and God. He did this so that we could be in relationship with God again. If we choose to surrender our lives to Jesus, a miracle happens within us. First, you need to know that God created us as three-part beings. We are spiritual beings and we have a soul, which is our mind, our will, and our emotions And we live in a physical body. Being reborn means that God gives us a new spirit. The old sinful spirit that we were born with no longer exists. So Jesus fulfilled the Ten Commandments for our salvation because we could not. Does that mean that the Ten Commandments are no longer valid? Oh absolutely not. He wants us to live lives set apart, to be a light in this fallen world. But it's only with God's help that we can do it. All right, this part is clarifying what I didn't have time to in the previous message. So, you ready? Here we go. We do have a part of us, a remnant you could call it, that loves to sin. And in fact, the Bible says in Romans 8, verse 7 through 8, For the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws, and it never will. That's why those who are still under their sinful nature can never please God. All right, that sinful nature is called our flesh, which is not our physical bodies. It's our human nature or our human desires that want to be in control of our lives and satisfy itself only. And it could care less about what God wants. We also have desires that God puts in us. Our flesh wants to satisfy its own desires, but God wants us to know and live by His desires. And He puts them in our hearts as soon as we're spiritually reborn. The Holy Spirit now guides us so we're able to be living testimonies to a world that has been blinded by the enemy of our souls. And that, of course, is Satan. This battle has been so misunderstood that even churches many times have been duped or deceived into a state of unawareness. God gives us the freedom to make choices. In Deuteronomy 30, verse 19, God says, Today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and curses. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. You know, you can hear how He's actually imploring us to make the right choice, the choice for life. Remember, though, it's your choice. If you choose salvation, a very important step to take control over our flesh is what the Bible calls renewing the mind, which is making extensive changes in our thinking that have kept us trapped to our old sinful human nature, to a mind that's liberated to set us free from them. Renewing our minds will give us a life that moves us from a heaviness that pervades our souls to one that knows the joy of the Lord. Wow. All right, let's continue. The Ten Commandments are, like I said, still valid. However, keeping them on our own is impossible. Now remember, this message is not about salvation, but for living a life that pleases God once we are saved. In Romans 7, Paul talks about the war within him, and this is the same war within us. In verse 18, he refers to something that is important to understand, but many don't. He says, yes, I know that nothing good lives in me. I mean, nothing good lives in the part of me that is earthly and sinful. Now, he's not referring to the real Paul here, because the real Paul is now reborn in his spirit because of Jesus. So, the war is between his human desires and the desires God has put in him. In verse 20, he says, So if I do the things I do not want to do, which is referring to his new perfect spirit, then I am not the one doing those things. So again, it's a spirit. It is sin living in me that does those bad things. In other words, it's the remnants of his human nature and desires that still haunt him. And that's what we all struggle with. Then he continues with, What a miserable man I am who will save me from this body that brings death? And he says, God will. Then he acknowledges that in my mind I am a slave to God's law. In other words, meaning that the Ten Commandments are still relevant and good. Then he goes on, but in my sinful self that is his flesh, I am a slave to the law of sin. When he asks who will free me from his body, he's referring to his flesh, That brings death, he says, God will. So God will empower us to live a life that pleases him. Like keeping the Ten Commandments to earn our salvation is impossible, God also realizes we are going to need help with renewing our minds to control our fleshly desires. Galatians 2 verse 20 tells us, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. Now the rest of this verse tells us something we really need to understand. It says, and the life I now live in the flesh, did you catch that? He's gonna tell us how it's possible. He says, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave his life for me. Now notice it's not our faith that gives us ultimate victory over our flesh. This verse just told us that we can live in the flesh only by faith in Jesus, period. We can rely on faith in Jesus and what he did for us at the cross. All right, here's a scripture that's very comforting to know. Second Timothy 2 verse 13, it says, if we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny who he is. And as we experience a deeper awareness of him, our faith will grow. Hallelujah. Isn't that great news? Never forget that. We are no longer under, I emphasize under here, the Ten Commandments. What Jesus has done for us in this age of grace now enables us to do what we could not do in our own ability. I know many Christians still believe that keeping the Ten Commandments are still important, but what happens when you try without God's help? Well, the world says if you do not succeed, try and try again. And it's a fact that whatever you give your attention to will dominate you. So you try harder, Not to sin, always fail, and what ends up happening is you end up in a cycle of sin. You know how it works. When you tell yourself you can't have or do something, you get so obsessed in thinking about it that it weakens your resolve and you give in to it. So, ditto when it comes to focusing on not sinning. So now, through grace, we have the Holy Spirit in us that reveals to us and gives us the freedom to focus on the righteousness that we are now in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 21 says, For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made righteous with God through Christ. God's laws are now written in our hearts, and the Holy Spirit leads and guides us. So we don't have to focus on the written law. We can now focus on the leading of the Holy Spirit, who will give you revelation that will simply amaze you. The Holy Spirit gives us direction from within through our conscience, the Word of God, and personal revelation. In other words, he also speaks to us amidst the clutter that passes through our minds if we learn how to recognize it. Yeah, I know this may sound strange, but I told my wife recently that the voice of the Holy Spirit to me is like a pop-up on my computer. And I hate pop-ups on my computer. They are so annoying. But when the Holy Spirit sends me a pop-up, it's him speaking directly to me, so I stop and listen. And you know, in the Bible, it says that Jesus tells us that my sheep hear my voice. So you really should expect that to happen. Now, how he speaks to us varies, but he knows what will work for you. The ministry of the Holy Spirit is to give us revelation from Jesus about how to navigate this life in a way that brings glory to God. And they're always words of encouragement. And even in disciplining us, he reminds us over and over again that we are the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. And you know, knowing that gives us the strength and power to live a life that is truly pleasing to God. Amen. Before I close, I would like to make a request. I would like it if you would share this message with others because. Most of these messages are based on the experiences and battles in my life that I've learned from, and I hope it will help others. You've been listening to Something About Grace. My name is Leland Smith.